Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Bruce Springsteen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, listen, it ain't going to be all that pretty today. Chance of thunderstorms later on today. Cloudy all day long. It's about 66 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohn will be joining us today. We're going to be talking about Patriot football and what the hell happened. What's with all the penalties? What have you? Also, the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000. And there's some other stuff, too. In fact, there's quite a lot of other stuff. It's 536. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Prices are high. Right on. The holiday. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and ZZ Top. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy for pretty much the whole day with a high of 76 tomorrow. Sunshine with a high of 79. It's 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Got to tell you, traffic alert. Road hug. Uh, I-91 South on the Chicopee Curve. Not, not before it or after it, right in the middle of it. There's a jackknife tractor trailer that they're cleaning up right now. I, uh, I drove by it uh, very, very, very slowly this morning because they only had one lane open. Right. So uh, if you're traveling I-91 South, <clears throat> try not to go near the Chicopee Curve. Good advice. Thank God that's not a very heavily traveled No, no, one, no one's going to go through there today. It should right. be pretty easy to get through. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. After Danny Masterson was convicted of raping two women, his That 70 Show co-stars Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote letters on his behalf asking for leniency from the court. Well, those letters leaked on Friday, and it didn't look good for Ashton and Mila, so they uh, posted an apology video. They said Danny's family reached out to them a few months ago and asked them to write the letters. But they said, quote, the letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that was uh, had, has taken place. Well, I think when you ask for leniency for a rapist, yeah, that's going to look bad if the rapist has been convicted. Especially when there was very uh, hard evidence to convict said rapist. Well, that's the thing about uh, being a rapist. Yeah, you don't get a real. Uh, you, you, you don't get a lot of I don't know consideration. I'll take the rapist for four hundred. Uh, that's, that's the therapist. Therapist. <laughs> uh, they added, quote, We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, uh, or sexual abuse, or rape. In Ashton's uh, letter to the court, he called Masterson a role model with uh, exceptional character who helped uh, him avoid getting addicted to drugs. At what point is he a role model? Um... I don't know. Because I think once you've been found to be a rapist, that's really the only uh, explanation people give of you. Take away the rapey part. Really kind of hard to separate the rape from the non-rape. Yeah, separate those uh, two. Mila called him, quote, an exceptional older brother figure and a guiding light. And a rapist. Co-stars are Kurt Wood, uh, Smith, Deborah Roop, and uh, director director David Trainer also wrote letters on Danny's behalf. Mm. What a 
Well, I'm going to write him a nice letter. Yeah. You know the worst part about the story is? What? The rape. That's the thing I can't get yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, But apparently Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis uh, just want to get... Want to get, want to make it clear that yeah, he he's a good guy. Oh, he's a despite all the other things that you may or have heard, and he's a wonderful rapist. Uh, a massive can of worms opened up for Ashton and Mila when their letters of support for Danny were published. One person who took issue with them was Chrissy Carnell Bixler, who was one of Danny's accusers. She posted messages to Ashton and Mila. And they're pretty rough. To Ashton, she said, quote, I know you, the secrets your role model keeps for you, one that would end you. Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny on February 21st of 2001. I heard everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your mentor. She didn't say what that plan was, but hmm. she told Mila, quote, I pray you to begin uh, to process what you experienced as a child on that set. Your old interviews are very telling. Yeah, there's a reason why there were no character witnesses in the Jeffrey Dahmer trial. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to convince a, a jury or a judge that uh, the convicted, you know, criminal is just misunderstood. Very hard to get past it's all that. It's just a big misunderstanding. Yes, yes. I mean, if you can get past the crime yeah. that he's been convicted of, I mean, he's as right as rain. Uh, she said to Mila, I feel very sad for you, and I hope uh, you consider getting into therapy. You almost forget I was there the whole time, those five years of that 70s show. I remember everything. What Bixler is alluding to there is the fact that Mila was only 14 when she started on the show, while Ashton was 19 and Danny was about a year older than him. She also posted clips from some of the interviews she mentioned, in, in showing Ashton and Danny acting kind of pervy with underage Mila. She also posted a clip from Punked featuring Hillary Duff, who was underage at the time. In his narration, Ashton says Hillary is, quote, one of the girls that were all waiting to turn 18. Yeah, Jesus. Along with the Olsen twins. Yikes. Yeah. He's got some issues going on here. I would think so. Well, all of them, seemingly. Ashton and, uh, and uh, Danny. Mm-hmm. Except only one of them is going to prison for 30 years. Yes, but that was the one that was caught. Uh, Robin Thicke got wasted during a night on the town in West Hollywood this past Thursday night, and his fiance April Love Geary was not amused. The paparazzi spotted Ryan trying to stumble his way into a club while she's trying to get him under control. As she grabs him by the arm, she tells the bouncers not to let him in. Then she tells him, quote, your bitch ass is so drunk. After April scolds him and tells him how embarrassing he's being, Robin tries to grab a bag from her. Then he takes her around the neck and starts trying to lead her. Who knows where? Uh, he was uh, not being angry or aggressive, but she's obviously not interested. She keeps telling him to stop, and even though the paparazzi, uh, and even tells the paparazzi, take pictures of him grabbing me like that. Hmm. He's a he's a party guy. Ah, we've all been there, haven't we? Yes. I mean, to varying degrees. Yes, but usually after you've, uh, you know, kind of settled down and have a family, you kind of tend to not do those things as much anymore. Yet some people fall through the cracks, Steve, yeah. and, and never give it up. Lori Strode's house from the original Halloween is on the market. $1.8 million. It's in the Los Angeles area. Worth every penny. Uh, uh, Haddonfield, Illinois doesn't actually exist. <gasps> what? Come on. Are you kidding me? No, the Amityville house. There was like four Amityville houses, and uh, three of them were in New Jersey. Where was it supposed to be? 
Long Island, I think. Oh. Yeah. But they, but, but the picture, they never, it, it's never this, the location of where they, a right. fictional setting is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming documentary Nickelback, Hate to Love, addresses the crazy backlash Nickelback has received from haters over the years. And as far as Chad Kroger is concerned, that's the last word on it. He says, quote, I'm over it. We made a documentary. Everybody can watch it. And now from this day forward, if anybody asks that question in the press, it's kind of like the end of the interview. So you want to end an interview. All you have to uh, all you have to do is say that and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> that's what he thinks. People are going to be asking him about that for the rest of his life. Oh, Just I'm because sorry. a documentary or a book doesn't change a thing. I can't wait till the person does ask him that and he ends an interview. Because nobody wanted to hear the interview anyway. <laughs> Kim Kardashian was in a skimpy pink bikini on Instagram over the weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. She just had something to say. Oh my god, the last time I showed this much pink was when Ray J dug out the grapefruit from under the Brillo pad. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Caitlin. It's a little rough under the Oh, I know. Pad. I know. Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once hit the pucker button. <laughs> Gave her a little uh, Horktown ham ruffle. You ever have a Horktown ham ruffle? No, I haven't. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a Pink Floyd tribute. What's I was, that? I was Peter Piper at the Gates of Dawn. <laughs> No, because that was one of their albums. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Who's, I added the Peter, though. Who's this Dawn woman you're talking about? Uh, well, that's what I woke up to that morning. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Ah! Join the... Find out. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The Patriots season is underway. Sure, the Patriots might have lost thanks to a bunch of stupid penalties. However, I think we can all agree that once you got past that awful first quarter, the Patriots looked a little better than many of us expected. Mac Jones with 34 completions, 310 yards, three touchdowns, and only one horrifying interception showed a good deal of progress despite losing to the Eagles 25-20. to All in all, I say things look pretty good. You know what didn't look very good? The CBS coverage of the Tom Brady halftime celebration. You know why it didn't look very good? Because as I predicted, they chose to bore us with their own stupid halftime coverage. Because you see, rather than celebrate the brilliant career of a seven-time Super Bowl champion with a five-time Super Bowl MVP awards and 15 Pro Bowl selections, they chose to bestow upon you the sharp-witted analysis of Phil Simms and Boomer Esiason instead. Two guys with only two Super Bowl championships among them, and both of which were won by Phil. In other words, rather than televise a ceremony honoring the greatest quarterback in NFL history, they chose to summarize the event with a few words from Tony Romo instead, who wouldn't know a Super Bowl championship if you beat him in the face with it. Now, I realize that the ceremony was available on the internet, and I understand that CBS has certain financial obligations to their sponsors, but I also know the NFL doesn't often get a chance to celebrate the winningest quarterback in NFL history, or a guy with 649 career touchdowns or 89,214 passing yards. Why should anyone care about that guy, especially when Tony Romo's got so much to say about it? Listen, I get it. Not everybody in the country cares that much about Tom Brady or the New England Patriots. However, 
That ceremony should have been televised or at least shown locally because, quite frankly, nobody in New England was all that concerned about anything else, including the pointless analysis of the CBS halftime crew about all the other games that people didn't care about. In other words, I suppose doing the right thing was probably asking too much. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to the Big E? Who is it? First, go to Rocky's, the pre-sale ticket partner of the Big E. You buy discount Big E tickets up to September 13th, then Rocky's will have regular price Big E, uh, Big e tickets for you for the rest of the, uh, the event. The official hardware store of the Big E is Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock Rocket 613 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. It is 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, it is uh, 9-11 uh, to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. if you will. There's a lot of uh, ceremonies uh, going on uh, throughout the area. West Springfield at 830, the Eternal Flame Memorial at the West Springfield Town Common. 9.30 in Agawam at the Agawam Fire Department headquarters in Springfield at 10 a.m. at the September 11th Monument at Riverfront Park and East Hampton at 11.30 a.m. at the uh, Public Safety uh, Complex. So those are the uh, events that are going on throughout the day today. Uh, weekend, no? It was great. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? You know, uh, it started off uh, Friday. You know, last Friday was the uh, the final Free Music Friday. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. You shaved. You shaved your face, and it's it's weirding me out, man. Dude, you've seen me with a shaved face for like yeah, 10 years. No, but you haven't done it in a while, yeah. so now you look like a different person. Like, a, like, I'm, uh, like, I'm, like I'm co-hosting with a guest host. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. No, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I shaved it because I was kind of feeling like, uh, you know, I didn't like it so much. Yeah. That I said, oh, this is this is the way for me, and I just uh, at some point I was like, you know, I just I don't I'm not feeling it. I can't not have it now. Like I need to have it. You know, I had a, like a goatee for years, yeah. years and years, and um, and then I got uh, sick of it, and I got because uh, I decided to make all kinds of major changes in my life, and that was one of the things I decided first and foremost: get rid of the goatee, yeah. and then go make changes. And then uh, Saturday, I think you know what, enough is enough. It's time to, no, it was yesterday. Yesterday I shaved it. I said, enough is enough. I'm getting rid of this thing, and boom, took it all off. Yeah, you, you shaved it off. You, you look like a, it looks like a baby's bottom on your face. Yeah. yeah. You know what I did, though? This was kind of, uh, and it kind of reminded me of you, because years ago, I remember you shaved your beard, and you took pictures of the remaining mustache. Yes. Well, I, I had, uh, my wife said, just leave the mustache. Yeah. Just let's see what you look like with the mustache. Yeah. So I had the mustache on for a, for a couple of hours. And, oh, it's uh, like a vacation, a vacation from yourself. Yeah, yeah. where we all just sit around right. and grow mustaches. Right. And what I found, because uh, I don't think I've ever just had a mustache, like a real mustache, what I found was I look like a creep. I kind of look like, if you can imagine this, I kind of look like a slightly younger version of Captain Kangaroo. Oh, okay. All, all I right. needed was a bunch of ping pong balls to fall from the ceiling and a dancing bear, and we would have been all set. You should have left it. You would have looked like a like a firefighter. No, I didn't want to look like a creep, and I thought, no, no I, I, I got to get rid of it. I didn't say creep. I said firefighter. <laughs> okay, but on me, yeah. I would have looked like the overweight firefighter who then looks like a creep. You would have looked like a firefighter. Maybe. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, now I shaved it off, and uh, that was that. It's just it just weirding me out, man. Give it a day or two, Steve. You'll yeah, be used I, to it. I, I, see, that's the thing. It's like I have to get used to it now. And well, I, I only shaved mine off that time for a Halloween costume. Well, I kind of grew my... The first goatee I, I grew yeah. was for a Halloween costume. I had a Fred Flintstone costume. And I want... You know, like Fred Flintstone's got like that... Uh, that uh, that five o'clock shadow, but yeah. just like like a certain part of his face, right? That's what I was going for. Five o'clock shadow. Yes, that's what he says. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's why that's why it all started. But now it's like I I just uh, I don't feel like myself with it. I feel more like myself without it. Yeah, you feel like a different person. Yeah, exactly. Right. So so anyway, I'm sorry to to, to sidetrack it. Here. <sighs> what happened Jesus. Friday night? Now I almost forgot what yeah. happened on Friday. So last Friday was the uh, was the final Free Music Friday concert. At the Plaza at MGM. Yeah. Now, I'm driving uh, to MGM. I'm going down Sumner Avenue. The clouds are starting to look really, really bad. This is like around 6 o'clock. Yeah. Because we were going to grab something to eat before the show. Now, all day I'm looking at the forecast, and it's calling for thunderstorms and pouring rain, potential hail, the horrible, uh, horrible forecast. So I'm contacting... You know, Aaron and our promotions department all day. Have you heard anything? They're going to cancel this thing. What are they going to do? She had heard nothing. So then we head down downtown. We're going down Sumner, down Belmont. All of a sudden, the sky just starts blowing up with with lightning yeah. everywhere. And I'm thinking, there's no way. There's no way they're going to Hold go this. forward with this. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a big electrical storm. It's not supposed to get any better. And uh, there, there's no way they're going to have an outdoor concert. Okay. So we get down there and, uh, you know, the tent is all set up. Uh, road crew is down there. No one's heard a thing about whether they're going to cancel it. No one's saying anything. No one's reaching out to us. We're just out there playing Plinko for t-shirts. Okay. And there's all these people walking by said, have you heard anything? Are they canceling it? I mean, you know, a couple hundred people keep walking by. Right, right, right. When the plaza is normally full of like a thousand people, there's like a bunch of people going in and out. And it's approaching seven o'clock, it's seven fifteen, seven thirty when the show is supposed to start. No word. Then they tell, and we finally hear, we're gonna make a decision around eight o'clock. So, uh, so my obligation is to stay there until nine, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm thinking, well, okay, let's see what happens at eight o'clock. The decision is finally made, and it goes back and forth for a long period of time. Rather than have everything out on the stage while it's raining and lightning is everywhere, they moved everything into the uh, the old South End Community Center building where Roar is. Yeah. They have a stage set up. There was going to be a show there on Saturday. They set up the stage. They finally takes the stage at like 8.46 okay. at night. So they played the show. They did play the show. Met the guy, Brad Freschetti yeah. from LFO, who we talked to on Friday. Couldn't have been nicer. Thanked us uh, for, uh, for for uh, for talking to him on the show, even mm-hmm. though it's you know LFO would not be a band we would ever play, even if our gun was to our head. We that, would that, never play that. That doesn't matter. It doesn't you're, matter. Your uh, new, local newsmakers, we, we'll interview anybody. Exactly. I wasn't going to pick and choose. That's what I told her. I said, listen, right. we'll talk to anybody. And... Uh, and the guy gets on stage. He's got a band behind him. You know what? Considering the guy is the last surviving member of this boy band, now that he's 48 years old, I give the guy a lot of credit. Yeah. 
sounded awful good. And it was, uh, you know, there was about a crowd of like 275 people, which is the the maximum you can fit in that building. And everybody had a good time dancing, enjoying themselves. A lot of people uh, just assumed it wasn't going to happen. And yet, boom, it happened. So I have to give everybody credit. I didn't think it was going to go, but it went and very successful. And as soon as I introduced uh, him and the band, we immediately went over to Red Rose and had ourselves a, a fine, fine meal at like almost 10 o'clock at night. They make good food over there. Oh, my God. So damn good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you, you had a successful night. You know what? Yeah. It, it, it could have gone in the opposite direction where it was rained out. And, you know, and yeah. to be honest... Um, you know, I'm so, I get so, uh, so I get into my head where if it's raining and pouring, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. I don't really want to introduce a band if there's no going to be, it was, not going to be a uh, band. So I, I started getting kind of agitated, like as I'm driving there, like, well, this is stupid. Why are we even doing this? And yet they did it anyway. I went out about 630 in, in my town uh, and went down to the store and I was coming back and the wind and the branches were flying. There was like de- debris flying everywhere. It was uh, it was crazy. And um, I I was like, I don't know, is this like going to turn into a tornado? Because that's what the wind was like whipping up, and it was kind of scary. I believe they call it debris. Whatever, dude. But uh, either way, um, yeah, it was debris everywhere. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it was. It was not not fun. No, not I, fun to want to be around. Imagine uh, having to pick up all that debris. Must have been debris. Quite debris. Quite cumbersome. Yeah. Uh, my wife is uh, texting me now. She says that she liked the mustache. I I don't uh, I, I don't see it. Did you have a pencil thin mustache like Jimmy Buffett? You should have done that for the tribute. I thought of that. Yeah. A little pencil thin. Then I thought of like a like a Charlie Chaplin the type of one. Blackie kind. Yeah, yeah. I thought of like a Charlie Chaplin thing. But you know, some people get confused with a Charlie Chaplin Hitler thing, and I I don't want to. I don't want to. No, there's any a big difference between a Charlie Chaplin and a Hitler mustache. There's really not that much difference. There is. You know, one was an adorable tramp, and you know, one invaded the world. You know, that's yeah. a, a big difference. Well, there there is a big difference. They're, they're two distinct-looking people. Yeah. Oh no, generally speaking, yes. But the mustache, you know, it's always going to be associated with the one bad guy. I I guess so. Yeah. But uh, either way, I, I don't know. You look kind of weird, and it, it's just freaking me out. How can and I look I weird? Know. This is how I look. This is how I. No, I, no, I've no, only no. had the. I've yeah. only had that thing since uh, what, like the uh, Fourth of July. Yeah, and I said you, enough. But you've enough. had facial hair. You've always had facial hair. No, I was bald faced for the longest time. You were. Yes. Why am I just remembering Man, this dude, now? your situation, your situational yeah. awareness is really being uh, really kind of upsetting me. I take way too many edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember anything. It's six twenty-four with Bax and Nangle on Rock One Hundred Two. I assure you that Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic rock at six twenty-nine, and Tesla with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Rainy today with a high of seventy-six. Tomorrow sunny with a high of seventy-nine. It is sixty-eight right now in downtown Springfield. Keyword to cash coming up after eight o'clock, and Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. We'll talk about Patriot football, maybe a couple other things too. Want to laugh? Yes. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock One Hundred Two. I make you laugh. Springfield's classic rock. This guy's walking through the grocery store when a woman stops him and says, Hey, I think you're the father of one of my kids. 
And the guy stops for a second, and he snaps his finger and points at her, and he goes, Wait, aren't you that stripper from that bachelor party that I made love to on the pool table all my buddies watch, and your sidekick was spanking my butt with wet celery? <laughs> and she goes, No, I'm your son's third grade teacher. Ah, yeah, I have one of your kids. He thinks he knocked somebody up years ago, but really it's just his own child. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for four. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Today, of course, marks the uh, 22 years since the September 11th attacks that took the lives of almost 3,000 people, including a West Springfield native. Melissa Harrington Hughes of West Springfield was an avid traveler and was recently married when the attacks happened. Western Mass uh, News spoke with her father, Bob, who said the pain of losing his daughter will never go away. He recalled their last conversation minutes after the uh, first plane struck the World Trade Center. She said, Dad, there's a lot of smoke. Uh, It's hard to see. I said, can you see the exit sign? She says, yes, I can. Well, under that exit sign, there's a stairwell, and you just need to get there. And that was was the, the last conversation. Monday, Harrington Hughes And other victims will be remembered in ceremonies uh, across the country, including here in Western Mass. Some of the ceremonies that start today at uh, West Springfield at 830 at the Eternal Flame Memorial at the West Springfield Town Common. 930 at the Agawam Fire Department headquarters. 10 a.m. at the uh, September 11th Monument at Riverfront Park in Springfield. And 1130 a.m. at the uh, Public Safety Complex in uh, in East Hampton. Uh, And then... That's it. I don't know. It's always hard to say this, you know, talk about this. Well, because this, I mean, there's there's nothing to say. I mean, what do you? I mean, no, what can I you, know. I mean, there's really. I mean, it's it's one of those life changing events in our history that you know. I mean, it it's it it never stops being awful. Internet Archive has three hours of primetime television from September 10th. And it's pretty interesting to see, like, how, you know, the world changed completely, like, the next day. Yeah. And you're just watching this, and it was, it was like an episode of The Simpsons. There was uh, there was some other TV show uh, that was going on. They were promoted. It was like, it was like almost like a Fox, uh, like somebody recorded three hours of, like, Fox and showing you all the different promos for all the different TV shows that never mm-hmm. never came to be and and whatnot, and it was just kind of surreal watching that, uh, saying, "Hey, uh, wow, these poor bastards don't know what's going to happen the next day." Uh, no, uh, nobody did. And then the following day, everything's like, "What are we doing here? What is going on in this world?" It is kind of weird to to uh, to see what that was like it's amazing to me because you know in my mind it's it's so fresh and such you know so intensely powerful that it's hard to imagine that there are people in their early 20s with no recollection of it whatsoever they don't know anything of the world prior to that yeah they've always had to go through tsa they've always had to you know, take their shoes off at an airport. They've always had to be "quote unquote" vigilant. Some of us remember what it was like before that happened. 
I don't really remember that that much. Yeah, I remember it quite clear. Really? Yeah, I, I remember the. I remember like 1999 uh, through far back as a like 1970. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember uh, much of the travel part. I didn't really travel all that much when I was younger. Yeah. Um, it was easier. A lot easier. You could just walk and get on a plane. Yes. You could walk right up to the gate and watch somebody walk away. Pretty much. Wow. You could also accompany somebody to their gate to say goodbye. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah you walk all the way in there. All the way in there. No one, no one stopped you. You could give them road flares. Yeah. And they could take them on the plane with them. That's right. Yeah. Here, I here mean, you forgot your box of road flares. Make I mean, sure you put duct tape around them and strap them to your chest. Yeah. I mean, you still had to go through a uh, through security depending on the airport. But it was not, uh, you know, it was not difficult. It was a different time. It certainly was. Uh, there was a major tractor-trailer accident on the Chickabee Curve on I-91 South, uh, just past exit 9 this morning. I'm guessing it's probably cleaned up by now because that was, uh, I hit that at about 515. On well, I, I wouldn't say. And it was a jackknife tractor-trailer, but it was upright. So I'm guessing that they'd be able to easily mm. clear that than they would be if the thing flipped over. I'm just making let's, assumptions here. Let's hope so. Uh, it appears the tractor trailer was jackknifed in the crash and the two right lanes were closed. No word yet on any injuries or what caused the accident. And uh, 22 News will not have an update for you. Uh, a Debris fire in Westfield created a large plum of smoke on Sunday night. Steve, I believe it's debris and plume. Whatever. Really? Do you eat a plume? No, but you do see a plume of smoke. Do you? I do. Uh, the 22 News crews arrived. At Rarely the do I see fruit smoldering. Uh, the 22 News crews arrived at the location of the fire on Sergeant Dion Way around 7 p.m. Sunday evening. The crew said it appeared to be a large pile of wood that was on fire. Oh, wow. It was wood on fire. Did you know that wood? By the way, did you know wet wood hisses and dry wood crackles? Did you realize that wood is flammable? What? That's crazy. <laughs> 22 News called the Westfield Fire Department for more information, but has not heard back. They'll continue to update you on this story as more information becomes yeah, available. That was last won't. night. That yeah. was uh, that was last night at uh, 7 p.m. And what do you got by now? Nothing. Nothing? Hmm. You Make think, you uh, think. You think it's somebody at the fire department like, hey, make sure you call the 22 News crew back. Yeah, sure I'll get right on that, chief. Don't you worry about it. But first, a 12-hour nap. Yeah, and then you got to, because then you got to have the, 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 the 22 News crew kid. He's probably like, can I ride the fire truck? Can I push the button? Can I ring that bell? Can I slide down that brass pole? Can I polish that chrome on the bumper? Can I do that? Get away from me, boy! You bother me. Wow, you guys, you guys, you guys got a lot of heavy equipment. That's crazy. You know, when I was a kid, the only thing I ever wanted to do in a in a firehouse, yeah. well, one is not. I wanted to be the one that didn't go out to calls to fight fires. But is there a kid in the world that didn't want to slide down that brass pole? I always wanted to slide down the brass pole. I always thought that'd be so cool to have in your house. Like, you, like you, you're getting ready to go to school. You wake up in the morning. You slide down that brass pole. That would be so so freaking cool. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. 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 And, and now at this age, I wouldn't want something like that. Usually now if you see someone on a brass pole, you're going to put a dollar bill in her G-string. Yeah. Or his. That depending too. Depending on where you are. 
A uh, woman is being charged after a car flipped on its side in Pelham yesterday morning. According to the Mass State Police, Belchertown Barracks, at around 2.18 a.m., officers responded to the scene of Amherst Road for reports of a motor vehicle accident with the assistance of the Pelham Fire Department. When the uh, police arrived, they found a car flipped on its side with heavily uh, damaged guardrail. Officials confirmed the woman is being charged for the incident but could not reveal the cause of the crash at this time. No injuries are reported. The investigation is ongoing. Nobody knows anything. Okay. Well, well, why even bother printing the story? The, the, the same thing with this story at a Greenfield. This happened over the weekend. An investigation is underway. This was yesterday morning. Right? Okay. An investigation is underway in Greenfield on Federal Street. According to the Greenfield Police Department, there's an active investigation in the area of Pearson Federal Street. A preliminary investigation reveals there's no danger to the public. Officials advise the public to avoid the area at this time. We'll provide you with more details as they become available. Uh, here, here's a detail I'd like to hear. Yeah. Uh, an investigation about what? I don't know, but they got one of them. Uh, it's like that's it's the Greenfield. Well, it's the Greenfield police because I see the sticker on it now. It's like one of those uh, things they hold up like during an accident when they don't want you to see what just happened. Sure. But don't you think you would report on the very basic information about the investigation like is are they investigating a crime are they investigating a fire an accident what are they investigating you know what it is it's like they don't want to say anything because even though you might know what's going on you mm-hmm. don't want to say anything until you get an official word from it if you don't have an official word from it then you're opening yourself up to uh you know libel yeah or something or, or something uh, you created a problem because you gave wrong information somewhere but I'm pretty sure if you went to like a journalism school and studied actual journalism, and they would teach you that until you actually have news to report on, yeah, then it's not news. No, it's not news. It's just a statement. You're just stating the fact that some kind of investigation is going on. That's not news. That's a statement. Telling us that an investigation is going on because of an accident that just happened, well, that's news. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's a big, yeah, yeah. It's a... Well, they're missing out. Not that out. hard to... They're missing out on a lot of that. Hard not to... Not difficult to distinguish between the two. Wouldn't it be great if you could park traffic like the Red Sea and get to work in half the time? Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, well, it was happening for a woman in Utah, and she didn't know why. A lady in Salt Lake City was driving around in a black Dodge Charger she recently bought used apparently, and uh, people in front of her kept pulling over and letting her pass. She had no idea why until she saw a photo released by the Salt Lake City Police last Wednesday. Turned out the car was modified, so the fog lights could flash any color you wanted to, and whoever owned the car before her had set them to red and blue, so it looked like an unmarked cop car. Hmm. And she had no idea. How do you have no idea that you're blinking red and blue lights on the front of your car? Uh, Another good question. I can't answer that. She could have faced charges for impersonating an officer, but she turned herself in and police determined it was really an innocent mistake. She's already had the lights removed. Okay. You didn't know that your your front of your car was blinking? Like, <laughs> other than the normal colors that a car lights would have? Well, maybe they're one of those people that constantly has, uh, has flashes in their eyes anyway. Yeah. Which would mean they shouldn't be driving, but still. I guess so. But it sounds like... Uh, she was just trying to make an excuse to get out of the ticket. Did it work? I don't know. <laughs> How good did that See, work? That, that's the female advantage. You can play dumb and pretend like you didn't know it. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, but you know, but you shouldn't have to rely on feigned stupidity. Well, I mean, unless in fact you're actually stupid. Well, ignorance. Yeah, but you can play the part. Probably better if you're a female. I don't know. You can do that whole flirty thing with the cop. I don't know. <laughs> and then like lean over, show some cleaves, right? <laughs> that doesn't work for you. No, I tried doing it. and I got arrested for that. <laughs> I like pushed my I pushed my uh, my mitts together. Yeah, right. And I squeezed them, and I'm like, "Sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't uh, I couldn't turn back there in the left turn only lane." <laughs> And he, and he would Sir, say, could you step out yeah, of the car? step out of the car, and then I have, I don't know, my, my head was beaten on the side. <laughs> I don't remember much of anything after that. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 76 tomorrow. Uh, mix of rain and sun with a high of 78. It is 68 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday. Behind Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53 in the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, mix of rain and sun uh, with a high of 78. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in uh, just a few <laughs> minutes. Football is back, and this Thursday, uh, Coors Light and Rock 102 will give someone a chance to win $5,000. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 road crew at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield on Thursday from 7 to 9 as Minnesota takes on Philadelphia. If there's a safety in the first quarter, someone is going to win $5,000. Plus, there's lots of other great prizes from Coors Light and Rock 102, like tickets to see New England and Miami and Foxborough on September 17th. So come to watch the game at TAP at MGM Springfield, and you could win five grand from Coors Light and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. So uh, Saturday morning, I uh, I was the MC and kicked off the Ride to Remember Yes. Uh, over in West Springfield at the Irish Cultural Center. How was that? Uh, it was, you know what, seeing something like that is always so impressive. And impressive that, you know, you got all these folks coming together for a great community cause, multiple community causes, because it's not just one that, that money goes to. Right. That they raised to do that. But, um, but. Just a, a very, you know, kind of a somber day, but, you know, kind of bittersweet, you know, because they're remembering people that have fallen. Obviously, there was a, a, a Hartford officer that passed away last week, so that was fresh on everybody's mind. Right. And, and uh, but, but what a, what a incredible display of, of, uh, of law enforcement and, and support for law enforcement. Um, and uh, we, we kicked off the day well. I, I introduced Mayor Dom Dom. How'd that go? I said, uh, you know, when in the beginning, uh, on the seventh day, God rested, and then this guy took over. <laughs> he didn't like the fact that God had to be a slacker. Yeah, well, who's going to pick up the slack for this guy up here? <laughs> huh? Move it. And then I was, uh, then I was told uh, that. Uh, see, this is this is the bad thing about having your grandpa tell everybody how proud he is of you, Ed Sullivan. I see out in the parking lot, the former right. mayor of West Springfield tells we're we're just uh, we're just making small talk, and he tells me that Will Reichelt is only going to do about five miles of this bike ride today. Only was, five miles? I think it was like seventy-five miles. Right. He's only going to do five miles of it because he had you know he had other obligations to do throughout the day, and uh, so you you should never really tell me that kind of information, especially <laughs> if I'm going to be introducing you or. 
you know, sharing the same stage with sure. you. Uh, so after uh, the Boy Wonder made his uh, his little speech at, at, as he gets off, and I said, you know, I just heard before we before we started this whole thing that Will Reichelt's going to bail out after five miles of this bike ride. <laughs> and I said, this guy just a month and a half ago swam through a river of poo. <laughs> In an Ironman competition, yet somehow can't complete more than five miles of a bike ride across western Massachusetts. <laughs> he was a little red in the face. Was he really? Yeah, uh, well, that's, uh, a, listen, little bit, a little bit about that. You can't be an Ironman if you don't go full, <laughs> full the full length. No, but uh, but but I also I, one of my other jokes. My kid came up with this one. She she says to me she says to me. She goes, there's a lot of old men in bike shorts around here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I turned that into a joke, and I said, uh, congratulations, you've all broken the Guinness Book of World Records. They just called moments ago, said you broke the record for having the most old men in bike shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's a sea of blue and peach baskets. <laughs> Nothing but peach baskets, as far as the eye can see. Very good. Yeah, so, Very good. Uh, but, that, but, uh, I'm telling you, that kid's operating at a twelfth grade comedic well, level. Oh, hey, you know what? If I can get, if I can get, if I don't have to write jokes every day. <laughs> bring that kid with me everywhere we go. But, uh, but what, what a great day! And, uh, and congratulations, to all the uh, riders that went and completed that the other day. That's great. Scott Cohen coming up in just a few minutes at six fifty-eight. Rock one hundred two. Would you mind saying that again? And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, before I begin, let me just say for the record that there are some people, men in particular, who are incapable of understanding how certain rules, laws, and regulations apply to them. They certainly apply to everybody else, but for some, the idea that they would ever get caught doing something disruptive and stupid is hardly ever given a moment of consideration. Get a load of this. Last night, Michigan State University announced that they have suspended head football coach Mel Tucker following allegations of sexual harassment. Now, let me be clear. There is nothing funny, lighthearted, or even mildly comical about sexual harassment in any way, shape, or form. However, I could not ignore the ironic twist in these allegations because Mel Tucker isn't just accused of making inappropriate and unwanted advances towards someone in the office. That would create a hostile work environment. Instead, Mel Tucker is accused of sexually harassing a woman who was hired to speak to the football team about sexual harassment. Now, bear with me here. This is a case in which an idiot with a 10-year, $95 million coaching contract decided to sexually harass the very last person in the world who should be sexually harassed. A woman who has been hired to educate a full room of football players about identifying inappropriate sexualized behavior. Not that I'm saying that they should have focused his attention on anybody else, but above all the women in the building, you chose to harass a woman who happens to be a nationally recognized expert on sexual harassment laws. And it wasn't just a little bit of sexual harassment. The dude is accused of sending her gifts, propositioning her, and allegedly manipulating himself without, his, without her consent on the phone. 
seems to me that Coach Tucker wasn't really paying much attention to her presentation, when apparently he was the guy that probably needed to hear it the most. The Free University has not yet decided whether Mel Tucker be keeping his job. However, I can think of 95 million reasons why he shouldn't, because this is just about the most brazenly stupid thing that I have ever heard. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You just drove past Rocky's to pay to buy paint at the big orange and white mega store. Well, you better turn around there, buddy, because Benjamin Moore paint is only sold by independent stores with well-trained paint professionals like you'll find at every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 76. Thunderstorms possible this afternoon. and uh, Tomorrow, rainy and sunshine with a high of 78. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I am bursting with excitement to talk with Scott Cohen. Well, well, well. Said nobody ever. You're, you're overselling. I am you're really overselling right totally now. overselling the sizzle, but... <laughs> Patriot season is underway. We're going to talk about that and some other stuff. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You know, uh, I was listening to you guys on the way down, and Steve was giving you not a hard time, but just making commenting on issues of the day about your uh, your new look. Um, he said that he thought he was in here with a stranger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me think. Um, and you said uh, uh, Jenny likes the way you look. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. You know why? She probably wouldn't have married me if she didn't. Yeah. Well, but you know why she likes this? Why? Because she can feel like she's cheating on you yeah. because you look completely different. Dude, I, I've been clean your shaven wife is, for seven years. Your wife years. is cheating on you. No, she's not. She's <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, it's just like, you know, yeah. new haircut. Hey, new... Listen, uh, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta mix it up. All right. Well, that's, that's, what I, that's what I do here. It makes you look younger. Y- uh, you know what? It, absolutely true. I'm fascinated with the way your brain works. Well... Just, you know, I'm just telling it like it is, man. Why don't you go leave your keys in the car and see yeah, if somebody listen, picks it up yeah, for you. Leave the, Then the door's unlocked, too. Oh, I thought it was a complete valet all weekend long here at my oh, girlfriend's house. Oh, man. Do you guys, do you, uh, you, I got my car stolen because I left yeah. my keys in the car like uh-huh. a f- moron. Um, oh, you're like a you're like a detective with the Springfield Police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're outside of a Springfield pizza shop. Do you know how, do you know how, uh, how uh, unusual it is that I actually found the car? You never. Oh yeah, you, you I, never hear about that. You never. They're, they're, once they, they're, it's gone. It's gone. And I found it. They found it like twelve hours later. And we talked about this before. Yeah, they, yeah. they stole the car, but didn't touch the golf clubs. That left, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. The, well, they probably knew that they, they had no real value uh, to them. So no, no golf. He well, the guy who stole the car must have been a lefty. Yeah, he was a lefty. Exactly, he was a lefty. But no, I'm just I I'm lucky to have it back. So anyway, anyhow, enough, enough of that. So, so I heard you guys talking about uh, 9-11 uh, earlier. You know, today, of course, is September 11th. And, um, you know, it kind of made me think about some of the, uh, the sports-related things from that. I don't know whether a lot of people realize, realize it or not, but on the Monday night, uh, September 10th, the Giants played the Denver Broncos on Monday night football at the Meadowlands. Okay. And I'll, there was these stories came out, you know, a, a couple of weeks later. There were obviously uh, Giants fans who live in New York, who work in New York City. A lot of people took the next day off 
who worked in the Trade Center because they were at the Monday night football game and they knew that they would be out. Oh, wow. And then the other thing was there was another handful of people from what I uh, read and understood who went to the Monday night football game and either called in sick because they just couldn't drag themselves out of bed uh, the next morning who worked in the Trade Center. And then there was another handful of people who were at the game who showed up to work late and avoided being in the building when the when the planes hit and that was all because the Giants had played um, at the Meadowlands the night before and in 2001 the Yankees were in the World Series against the Arizona Diamondbacks and if you go on YouTube there's that really famous uh, uh, scene um, event when um, President Bush walked out you know onto the field and threw out um, the first pitch of the game at the World Series. And, I mean, it was electrifying. And he's a big baseball guy because he's part owner of the Texas Rangers. And, man, he, you know, with all the pressure and everybody watching, he threw a perfect strike on on the first pitch of the game. And then the other thing that happened was the Mets played the Braves at Shea Stadium, and it was the first professional uh, sporting event that took place in the city of New York after because remember you know they kind of put like everything on hold right so the Mets played the Braves there were I mean you know, the pomp and the circumstance the the firemen uh, with the bagpipe brigade and all the police and firemen who were invited to the game and families and all its other kind of stuff and you know Mike Piazza had a Hall of Fame career and he hit uh, a two-run home run in I think the seventh or eighth inning that gave the Mets a 3-2 lead. And again, it's on YouTube and it's an electrifying event. And he said of all the things that he did in in a Hall of Fame baseball career, that was the highlight of his career. And it happened right after September 11th. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of things in the New York area sports-wise. And, you know, that's why sports is such a big thing because, yeah. you know, brings us brings us all together. And here they are 22 uh, years later, and the New York Giants get smoked by the Dallas oh, Cowboys. On, 40 on, on Sunday Not football. to bring it all back to <laughs> yeah. modern yeah. times. But yeah. Yes. That's, Jesus. Uh, I'm um yeah if you had the uh if you took the if you, if you took the giants and the points you lost so yeah for <laughs> you, you to took nothing the giants and any points, any you, points lost. you lost so uh patriots yeah so i get you know i don't uh, i i think a lot of people kind of feel this way the patriots gave that game up with with dumb penalties and you know some uh, you know some some pretty bad turnovers but ultimately when you look at what happened during that game the patriots were in position where they could very easily have won it. Mac Jones, apart from the first quarter, was was really really good. I yep. mean, you know, thirty five completions, three hundred sixteen yards, three touchdowns, and one horrible interception. That's, that you can't, that's down from last year. Yeah, and it's you can't even. I mean, you can't even in some ways um, uh, blame him for that interception because it was a you know a, a really good defensive play, and the and the ball got got tipped and picked up and ran in for a touchdown so you can't even blame him for that but no he played great um you know Ezekiel Elliott looked good Ramondre Stevenson was a one-man gang um you know I do the I do a segment with Pat Kelly on the pre-pregame show on Sunday yep and I I, I thought that and remember the, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year and they're you know defending NFC champions so you know you're not talking about you know you're playing the you know the Indianapolis Colts on opening day and having that happen but no, they. I thought. I thought they lose twenty-seven seventeen. That was the score that you know that I put out there. So you know they 
Uh, they didn't give up as many points as I thought uh, they would. They scored more than I thought they would. They they played they played a solid game, and the defense was great. It was great. I mean, you think about it. They held you know Jalen Hurts to one touchdown. Yeah, exactly. And uh, on on yards, he was way way down. He had uh, yeah 170 yards. Yep. So I mean, the defense looked really really good. Even though it's a loss, you got to feel pretty good about. You know what's yet to come. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. facing Philadelphia like that yep. and not getting totally blown out of the uh, out of the out of the water was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, and again, and he, but you know, but here's the other thing, Bax. It's like you know, you saw what Miami did to uh, to the Chargers yesterday, and you know they they've got um, you know they've got an elite quarterback playing for them. They're coming to Foxborough next Sunday, so yeah, it's I mean, it's this is what you know what we've waited for and have been looking forward to. They played solid and let. Hopefully they'll they win next week and go one and one because zero and two would be a completely different situation. So uh, so there's so there's that you know like at the end of last week you know there's all well actually all of last week there's been a lot of back and forth about you know the backup quarterback situation that wound up working out. Yes, I mean it did. you know Bailey Zappi gets back on the on the fifty three men roster and they Belichick won- he knew he knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, but you know he's very lucky that someone didn't pick him off yep. out of waivers because that could have very easily have happened. It could have, but I think I think Belichick uh, took a look at the landscape and what teams had, what other teams' situations were, and he. I, I'm sure he said to himself, "Everyone else is all set." We're, we're sure they're taking a shot about putting him on waivers, but I think he had a pretty good idea that he was not going to get uh, picked up. Yeah. So, but but it worked out. Uh, tonight, uh, Buffalo and the New York Jets. Can't wait! Can't wait to watch that. That's going to be prime time viewing with Aaron Rodgers playing for the Jets. You got you got to watch that game. I'm I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, now hear me out. Now. Okay, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I have been a fan for a long time. You have, with very good reason to be a fan. Out of you know decades of supporting yes. that team, the Jets aren't going to make the playoffs. The okay. Jets are gonna eat a big fat sloppy bag of you know what. I don't think. I you, don't think so. Buffalo is gonna run all over them. Tonight. Well, that I mean that might happen, but you don't you don't think he's gonna make uh, make a difference? I, uh, you I think really, he's gonna have a bad year. I don't think he's gonna have a bad year. <clears throat> the problem is he's now playing for the New York Jets. Jets. The if Jets. There was ever a team that would right. find a way to lose something that they should win. No doubt. It's going to be the New York Jets. Sure. Now, I don't I don't think there's any chance that the Jets have uh, the season they're hoping to have. I, mean, well, I know a lot of people say it's a different uh, it's a different organization now. Yep. No, nope, it's it's still the Jets. And you know what? Their schedule is really hard. Yeah, it's, the, it's a yeah. Not, it's you know the Bills this week Cowboys the week after, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, and the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I got news for you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is now a 40-year-old quarterback. He who is. Was, who was, his numbers were down last year. Yep. It ain't, you can't expect a guy that age, apart from Tom Brady, to just go in there and start you know, racking up one touchdown after another. He couldn't do it in Green Bay. Can he do it with the Jets? I don't know. All right. Well, listen. We're we're going to be here every Monday through football season. I'm taking. I'm going to take the more optimistic view 
of the Aaron Rodgers experiment. I think he's going to make a difference, and I think the Jets are going to overperform as opposed to underperform. Yeah, I, I yeah, think, I, you I think you're so. smoking the crack. Is well, what I, I think. may be smoking the crack. You're but, on but, the pipe is what you're but, doing. God, but damn it, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Uh, the Red Sox. Can we yeah. just can we just uh, we mathematically can. eliminate them now? We can. They're terrible. I went. I was actually. I went to the game on on Friday night. Um, yeah, buddy. Is what is it? What did David Letterman used to say? Uh, it's not a competition. It's just an exhibition. So please, no wagering. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, playing out the string, bud. Did you? I don't know if you saw this with the Yankees yesterday. The Yankees are playing Milwaukee, and it goes into extra innings. They go hitless after ten and one third innings. And then all of a sudden, uh, they they explode with a bunch of hits and uh, and wind up winning at the, at the end of it. It's like a, like a ridiculous amount of hits to win the game. I didn't see that the Yankees went. They, the, they were. I mean, they were looking for like a no hit bid. No kidding. And they wind up uh, winning the game. Wow. Yeah. Pretty awesome. That is awesome. And I hate the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. Well, I'm, I'm not a big I don't. fan. No, we don't hate the Yankees. We don't hate the Yankees. No, we don't. No, we don't no, do that. No, we don't do right that. With that. Uh, Djokovic won the U.S. Open and uh, Coco Graf on, on Saturday. Um, that was like that. Uh, she won in three sets uh, for her first major, and that was that was must-see TV. So uh, big, you know, big tennis weekend, too. All right. Very good. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. All right. Scott yeah. Cohen, 723 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Attention football know-it-alls. You think you know, but you don't know. Your time has come. It's back. Rock 102's Pro Picks 2. Rainy today. The thunderstorm is possible this afternoon. High of 77. Tomorrow, mix of rain and then sunshine in the afternoon with a high of 79. It is 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Just after 8 o'clock this morning, we're going to tell you what the next keyword to cash is. Your chance to win $1,000. You'll hear it at 8 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 2 this afternoon, and 5 o'clock tonight. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash and enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win $1,000. Every weekday, you should play to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put 1000 bucks in your pocket. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com, 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, man, it was hot Saturday. Oh, yeah. It was crazy hot. My kid had a, uh, a softball game. Ugh. Right dead smack in the middle of the afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like you try to sit in the shade and you're still sweating. Like it's a... Uh, like like a sweaty hanging salami mm-hmm. in a in a one of those deli cases. Like it's know? like dripping with fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was disgusting. <sighs> fall softball, huh? Yeah, which oh. usually isn't bad when there's fall weather to go along with it. Yeah, I but, know. But uh, you know the sweltering uh, heat that felt like you're in a steam room. Uh, that's not always that comfortable. See, when we had our softball team here at Rock 102, we had to play on a really hot summer day, mm-hmm. you know, when the, when the sun is just beating down on you. We were always able to find a way to cool down because we always had at least two or three uh, softball bags full of beer. That's the way we were able to, you know, play hydrated and yeah. uh, stay powerful on the, on the paths of the bases. But, you know, I assume that uh, your kids playing softball, yeah, they probably don't have the bags of beer. No, no, not even uh, not even a root beer. Mm. Uh, just water. Yeah. And I bought a bag of ice to refill my kid's water bottle like several times throughout the afternoon because it was just it was just too darn hot yeah. there, Bob. 
And by the end of the first inning, the bag of ice is a bag of water. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you know what? That's what having fun is all about. Sweating sweating your butt off out in the middle of a softball field at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. But sweating is a team. Yes. And and that's the thing that uh, the kids really need to take. Did everybody sweat? Yes. Did everybody have a good time sweating? Yes. Well, see, success. <laughs> that's that's what matters. Sweating and good sportsmanship. Sweating and good times. That's yeah. it. It's 7.30. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 7.33 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to $5,000. Get a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A debris fire in Westfield created a large plume of smoke Sunday night. I believe it's pronounced debris. Oh, is it? It is. Yeah? Where yeah. did you go and learn how to uh, read your broadcasting materials? Elementary school. Whatever, dude. 22 news crews arrived at the location on the uh, f- of the fire on Sergeant Dion Way around uh, 7 p.m. Sunday uh, evening. The, uh, the crew said it appeared to be a large pile of wood that was on fire. Oh, my God, there was wood, and it was burning. There was smoke coming out of it. It was crazy. You know, uh, wood is a very flammable uh, substance. Yes, it is. Uh, It's especially uh, flammable if it's been sitting there drying Mm. out uh, and creating a, quote, tinderbox, if you will. Right. Uh, The 22 News uh, uh, called the Westfield Fire Department for more information, but they have not heard back yet. You think they're still waiting for the call? Well, you that know. It was yesterday. Well, who's there on a Sunday? Well, uh, well, Sierra Speller's probably not there on a Sunday. Uh, right. None of, none of the none of the uh, the top players. Like yeah. Lapis ain't there on a Lap- Sunday. Tedimer doesn't show up yeah. on a Sunday. You got uh, Buzakis there probably. He's probably there. I don't and I don't even know. And uh, what's the other guy with the hair again? What's his name? Blaine something? Yeah, uh, Duncan. Duncan McLean. Duncan McLean. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Blaine. It's he he looks like one of those like 80s uh, heartthrob dudes. You know, he reminds me this and you, yeah. you you may believe you know follow me on this one or not. He reminds me of a very young Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Yeah. Where do I... Uh... Ted McGinley was on, uh, replaced a bunch of actors on different television shows. Ted McGinley is kind of like the uh, the jump the shark acting hire. Uh, like oh, Happy Days had him. Yeah. Uh, Married with Children Married had with children. him. I remember him from Married with Children. Yeah. I had no idea that's what his name was. Yeah, Ted McGinley. He reminds me of a Ted McGinley. Yeah, you're right. You know, stunning good looks, a lot of hair. Oh, my God, a lot of hair. Yeah. And uh, and yet, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Ted McGinley. Well, that's who was there at the uh, in the newsroom on Sunday, and they're waiting for a call from the Westfield Fire Department. So if you're at the Westfield Fire Department, kindly give them a call back so they're not waiting yeah. all day Check long. your voicemails. Yeah. Uh, I believe that was the Sanford Townsend band that said uh, smoke from a Debris fire. Was, uh, was smoke, and I believe that smoke from a different distant no, your fire. Your eyes are filled with the smoke of a Debris fire. Distant. Good song. I do like that. Song. That is a good one. Yeah. Uh, do you like bowling? Bowling? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You want to rush? Bowling. There's nothing better than rolling your balls down 60 feet of hardwood flooring. That's always been my uh, always been my motto. 10 to 15 people fighting, chairs and bowling balls being thrown through the air, quote, absolute chaos. 
This is how police described a large-scale brawl that broke out at a bowling alley in East Longmeadow late Friday and ended with multiple individuals being arrested. Police responded shortly after 10.20 p.m. to a report of several people fighting inside the Shaker Bowl on Shaker Road, which offers regular bowling and not candlepin bowling. I don't know why they had to throw that in there. I don't know. They had to do that. Officer Zachary Poremba was the first to arrive to the scene and described it in his report as absolute chaos, with 10 to 15 people actively fighting and chairs and bowling balls flying through the air in all directions. That's according to a post on the East Lomino Facebook page. Uh, Paremba quickly restrained and handcuffed two different women. Yeah. <clears throat> these were uh, these were chicks. Cat fight. Woof. It's row. Who allegedly saw raise uh, bowling balls over their heads and throw it at others. I can raise this bowling ball right over my head. You've got women tossing 12 to 14 pound balls at each other. Yeah. At a at a bowling alley. Yeah. Usually one must have to go to a bowling alley to find a woman of your stature. Yeah. Usually they're the ones getting the balls thrown at them, if you know what I'm saying. Now here's the thing I, I gotta ask. Yeah. How do you score that frame? Uh that's a that that's a spare. <laughs> Just put the little line through. a little line through. Yeah. 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 Officer Nicol, Nicholas Ottison arrived at the bowling alley shortly after and detained another woman who he described as being an active aggressor in the fight, according to the department's statement. First responders evaluated multiple people for injuries, but ultimately there were no serious wounds found on anyone. However, some individuals were minorly injured, according to the statement. Officers spoke with multiple witnesses and arrested three Springfield women, ages 19, 19, and 21, on multiple charges, including assault and battery by a dangerous weapon and disorderly conduct. They're expected to be arraigned in Palmer District Court at a future date. Uh, this is an ongoing investigation, and it is possible other participants could be charged mm-hmm. in the future as well. You know what I think this is? Why? Nihilists. Oh, is that what it is? Nihilists. Either that or there's another guy in a, like a purple uh, you know, full-body jumpsuit They're telling everybody not to F with the Jesus. Yeah, don't F. <laughs> I can picture the whole thing yeah. now, yeah. Don't mess with the Jesus. Don't don't you mess it with the Jesus. Uh, anyway, <laughs> while at the bowling alley investigating the brawl, police located a vehicle in the parking lot that had been reported stolen in Springfield. That vehicle was towed, and circumstances surrounding how it arrived there remained under investigation. You know, I didn't. I, I I've driven by Shaker Bowl probably a million times, mm-hmm. uh, figuratively speaking. Sure, and. Uh, I've driven by there all the time. You, we just mentioned it like a week ago because you said somebody was showing us with uh, pictures of um, who was it? Who was it? Uh, they superimposed us. Oh, the, John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, at Shaker Bowl in East Longmeadow. That's like right. You and I were there. I have never set foot inside of there. Never. No. And you know what? What? With hot chicks fighting on a Friday night, I'm totally there now. Oh, you yeah. Sh- you should go on league night. Oh, ladies league night? Yeah, you know mm-hmm. the ladies The ladies yeah. like to bowl. That's what I'm talking Bowling about. Bowling babes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. Who's going to polish the balls that night? No, huh? we all going to polish yeah. the balls. You know, um, yeah, no, Shaker Bowl is a, a great place to bowl. You want to th- bowl a couple of frames. Locally speaking, Shaker Bowl's right up there with any other bowling alley in the, in the area. I have yet to experience that. I'll have to go there. Oh, you should see, you should see when they drop the lights down low and they put on the black lights and the and they get the the disco music going. Yeah, and the, they put up the bumpers for the kids. 
Oh, man, great fun. Great wonder, fun. I wonder if they put up the bumpers Friday night. Maybe that's what the argument was about. I don't want any bumpers. Yes, you told me that. I told you, put the bumpers there because I can't score that well. I think what happened, now, I'm, I, again, I don't know yeah. this, and maybe people can confirm this. I think what happened is that one of the bowlers had a rug that was removed from their apartment, and uh, it was a really nice rug, and it really you know brought the whole place together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, someone, uh, he thought that maybe it was nihilists that stole the, uh, the rug. So he yeah. had to go to uh, you know, all kinds of lengths to retrieve the rug. That's all he really wanted. Yeah. He just wanted the rug back. Just a rug. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're throwing bowling balls at, uh, at, at these people and, and uh, you know, all kinds of uh, mayhem ensued. I think you're uh, describing the plot line to the Big Lebowski. Steve, what do you think I am, an idiot? Yes, I actually do think you're an idiot. I, I know you're an idiot. I've worked with you long enough to know for a fact that you are... Indeed, I think that's uh, a large <clears throat> idiot. Oh, now we're fat shaming, are we? Yes, yes. I guess we can say. I, I guess if you want to take it that way. Yeah. But, I know uh, that the uh, Shaker Bowl opens uh, later on today. I hope they'll be back uh, to playing. What time do they open? Eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Is there a lot of people bowling at eleven o'clock in the morning on a weekday? Um. Well, you know, no, not the. Uh, it's a little slow at 11, but it picks up as the day goes on. That's probably practice time. Yeah. Right. All right. You want to go uh, do a few frames? Not today. Why not? Because I'm, uh, I don't believe it is so. Well, is it? Uh, no, yeah, it'll be open today. Well, tomorrow's good. So I got a haircut tomorrow. What about Wednesday? Ooh, Wednesday. What do I got to Wednesday? I believe I got emergency surgery. What about Thursday? Thursday, I I've can't got... do Thursday anyway. Okay. What about Friday? I got a funeral. I can't do Friday either. <laughs> I guess we're never going to go over there. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 77 tomorrow. A uh, mix of rain and sunshine in the afternoon. High of 79. It's 68 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Don't be fooled. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 750 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today with a uh, with a high of, uh, I don't even remember now because I, I, I lost the weather. It was supposed to be in front of me. Rainy with a high of 77. And then tomorrow, rainy with a high of 79. It's 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, my guest is Richard Lloyd from the band Television. If you don't know anything about television, uh, check out their album, Marky Moon from 1977. It's one of the best guitar albums ever recorded. He'll talk about the record. He'll talk about CBGBs in New York and also about the late Tom Verlaine, who died a couple months ago, uh, his bandmate from Television. He's going to be at the Parlor Room in Northampton on the 16th. What is that? Saturday. And yep. uh so that's uh, he'll be uh, so we on uh on the podcast with me this week. Check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a rock102.com all brought to you by Z&M Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You did uh you went and saw Jack of the Drugman over the weekend, right? You know, uh kind of like a late uh, decision we decided, well, let's go there. I mean, yeah. we you know, we're friends with the people that run the South End Community Center. Right. And, uh, you, know, you know, Wesley Jackson, uh, we've known him for a while. Great, great guy. Great guy. And this is a, a fundraiser for, for the center. So we went down there and uh, had a couple of local comedians open up for him. Uh, if you ask me what their names were, I'm afraid I'm not. Wait, this was at the zombie hideout? No, it was at the South End Community Center. Okay. In the gymnasium. 
they you know they they you know drew the curtain halfway through right. had tables set up actually looked really really good cool uh yeah i believe every uh, every table was full and uh it was great jackie comes up does uh, about a uh, 45 minutes to an hour just crushes the way jackie does like one <laughs> one great filthy joke after yeah. another guy was phenomenal and then afterwards you know he sells uh his books and he's signing uh, yeah. you know glossy pictures of himself and you know, everyone's lined up to go to go uh to go you know meet him and, you know we and we had him in 2019 as part of our live show at the academy of music in northampton and he remembered that completely right well here's the thing i uh, i waited till the crowd kind of died down because mm-hmm. you know, you know i didn't want to like you know take it you know, waste everybody else's time talking to him while right. waiting for me to finish with jackie so i wait for everybody to go down the, the line is pretty much over and i go up to jackie introduce you know say hey jackie it's back from rock 102 oh hey how you doing Good. I said, you uh, you, you, you were uh, part of our live show in 2019 in uh, Northampton. Yes, people have been saying that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that at all. I said, well, it's a 900-seat theater, completely packed, a little warm that night. Uh, you did some time, told some jokes in front of a very large crowd, and you got paid. No, I don't, I don't, no. rem- I don't remember that don't at all. I don't remember like, that. I'm huh? like, dude, wow. how do you not? Does he remember, remember that doing an interview like two weeks ago? Why well, I I I, yeah. I said that we talked to him to two weeks ago. And he said, "Oh, yeah, thank you very much for doing that." He doesn't. I don't remember. remember. I don't think he remembered any he of. He doesn't it. care. You know what? He's got so much stuff going on that he's just whatever. I'm not uh, insulted by it at all. No, but if you asked asked me to, and uh, it said, "Hey, back from the time we did that uh, that work release at uh, the Rumble seat," I would say. Well, yes, of course. Which one? We did so many of them. And if you said, well, the one we did in like October of uh, 2018, I would say, oh, yes, October of 2018 of the Rumble seat. I'll never forget it. And, you know, that would be fine. Guy had no recollection of this happening, and it was only just before the pandemic. Doesn't that make you feel like you're just not a memorable person <laughs> at all? From a guy who's not even yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, it, he's, a, he's a pretty popular guy, but oh, yeah. it's not like you're talking to... Uh, you know, like Tom Cruise or, no. or somebody who's like super, super famous that's so busy all the time. This guy still runs his own little, you know, uh, he he's his own agent, really. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But uh, having said all that, yeah, he was still hilarious. Uh, the show went very well. Everybody uh, had a good time. It was impossible to have a bad time that night. So uh, good on the uh, on the South End Community Center. Glad we uh, were able, we were able to raise a few bucks for them. It's a I really w- cool place. I wonder if uh, four years down the road from now he'd even remember that show. Yeah, you remember when you came big this big fundraiser for this uh, great community center we did down in Springfield, Mass. No, I have no recollection. Of Sorry, that. I don't remember being there at all. You remember, you know, driving up and down Marble Street, wondering uh, where this place is. No, I don't remember that in the least. I bet you he'd remember you if you didn't pay him. Yeah, then yeah. then all of a sudden you know he would what? remember you. You want somebody to remember you? Just hold back the check for a few weeks. They'll never forget yeah, that for as long as they live. And then pay them eventually. Always going to remember you. <laughs> Instant memory. <laughs> it's 7.56 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. And- Oh, oh! 
Yeah, yeah, stay with the beat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809 in Queen with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a wet one today. Uh, rainy with a high of 77. Tomorrow, not much better with a high of 79. It's 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. You know, it's uh, time for the keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword, Steve. Are you ready for this? Yes. Today's word is remember. That's remember. That's R E M. E-M-B-E-R. Remember. I am required to spell it. R-E-M-E-M-B-E-R. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com and enter remember. If you can remember to do that for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You have until midnight tonight to enter the thousand dollar keyword for cash to win a thousand bucks. Remember, the word is remember. Did you uh, R E hold on R E M E M B E R? Good luck from Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. I hope you spell check that word because you had a little problem with uh, money the other day. Well, you know, listen, we all have money problems from time to time. Yes, we do, but usually when it's an important contest, you tend to get it right, and you didn't, and that's fine. You know, people- I got remember correct. Did you? Yeah, today's word I spelled correctly. How do you it- spell remember again? R E M E M B E R. Oh, look at you. Yeah, and I'm only saying that because they actually have you, they actually spell it out. Yeah. They have the word remember, and then here it, it, it shows you how to spell it. What if they spelled it wrong? Then well, would you would have egg all over your face all over. And again, it would be their you? fault. It w- it probably would be. Yeah. Spelling counts, though. Uh, Tracking food. Uh, that That's going to become a thing now. Tracking food, yeah, like uh, like the Weight Watchers food diary. Yeah, here's a here's an article from this uh, Spectrum.org website I found the other day. Labels on your grocery store products might say Spanish extra virgin olive oil or New Zealand grass fed beef, but uh, these are just words. How can such broad claims ever be verified? Food fraud, like things like additives, uh, dilutions, mislabeling. And substitution affects over 1% of the global food industry, according to studies by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Cost as much as $40 billion a year. <coughs> it's a lot of money. Who's counterfeiting food, though? I don't know. Anytime you've had, like, one of those uh, Impossible Burgers or, you know, like, those yeah. plant-based beef patties. Could be anybody. That's fake food. Uh, to fight counterfeits, some food makers are turning to chips, not the edible kind. Makers of authentic Parmigiano... Is it Reggiano? Reggiano. Reggiano? Yes. Uh, He played for the Yankees, didn't he, uh, back in the 70s? I believe he was a shortstop, yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think his name was Mr. November, right? So is it Parmigiano November? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, cheese in Italy are putting silicone chips uh, smaller than the grain of sand and priced at a few cents apiece on their cheese wheels. The microchips made by Chicago-based P-Chip used blockchain technology to trace products all the way from growers to grocery shelves. Cheese is just one application, says the company's chief technology officer, Bill Iben. P-Chips could also be embedded in produce, fish, and pharmaceuticals. It could also, he says, improve traceability in high, uh, advanced high-performance semiconductors like medical devices and computer uh, components. Uh, you can put P-Chips on critical safety components like brake pads and index those to the vehicle identification number. So if the car has a problem, you can uh, you have a lightning strike view of where the problem occurred. So now instead of calling back half a million cars, you now only have to call back a few thousand cars. Originally invented at a New Jersey biotech company for implantation in laboratory mice, the P-chip is a tiny transponder that continuously emits a radio signal with an identification number when illuminated with a laser light. 
The 500 micrometer size square chip contains a unique identification code physically etched into the silicon uh, substrate. Is it, they're basically they're, it's, they're, they're showing how big it is by showing you a zoomed-in picture of a quarter mm-hmm. and, like, ten of these things on it and still not even obstructing the view of the quarter. Yeah. Um, and so the idea here is to just to track where things are? It's to, it's to track <clears throat> where things are going. I think what happens is a lot of these, like, uh, loads are stolen mm-hmm. and then relabeled, resold somewhere else for a cheaper price than what the retail price may be. Right. Um, everything is going to be tracked. Everything. Well, I mean, there, we already are being tracked and followed. And, you know, our conversations are being uh, recorded. I mean, every, there's no privacy anymore. Well, and, you know, sometimes... Sometimes it's nice just to get away without being tracked. Well, think like, of, I mean, no one knows where you are. Think about uh, how people are uh, freaking out over, like, people with air tags in their cars. Right. You know, stalkers leaving an air tag in somebody's car. And if you have an Apple phone, it'll tell you if there's an air tag in your car or near you that you've been traveling with. But nothing is foolproof. Somebody always comes out with something else. That's going to be one of these undetectable things now. You know, here's the the weird part about it is, you know, they're, you know, they will argue, a po- the, the makers of these chips will argue the point that, you know, you, you only have to, you could recall like a thousand cars rather than a million or, you know, can trace, you know, one thing to another. But, and, you know, we'll sit here and read these things and say, well, that is, that sounds very interesting. Never really thinking about the, the consequences of this kind of you know invasion of your privacy because yeah. that's really what it is it's the ones of being a, a terrible invasion I mean, we're already being tracked you know by by gps and our phones yeah. and everything else it's like yeah how how much is enough the uh, company says their p chip uses a centralized database to generate what they call a crypto anchor allowing users to track a product's history and authenticity Last year, they began collaborating with drug maker uh, Merck. Merck is that how you say it? Merck. Merck. Uh, KGAA and electronics giant uh, Siemens. <laughs> giant. Oh, yeah. To develop P chip applications using the blockchain. Uh, when you put a chip on anything, it immediately has a digital twin, and then you associate all types of metadata with it and index it forever. This is a security device. Every chip ever made is archived with a record of who it was sold to and what it is on. Everything is traceable. The archive of every chip and what it's associated with is known and available even to Interpol. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, where is this information being stored, by the way? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be stored yeah, well, somewhere. Well, they have a database that they're keeping it all in so they can track the product. So yeah, somewhere in the world, there or there's these uh, gigantic computers tracking every little piece of equipment and part well, they're, they're, that goes into like a like a car they're just starting these they're like i said they're embedding them in the wax of the cheese wheels so they can tell where the cheese went to they can tell who cut the cheese they probably could yeah uh the company's website describes the process by which the circuit is coated in a bead of silicon glass making it inert and able to withstand extreme temperatures acid baths and even storage in liquid nitrogen this durability is what caught Italian cheesemakers' attention. 
uh, Parmigiano Reggiano is uh, made in a specific region of Italy with strictly defined ingredients and centuries-old methods. The authentic cheese has worldwide sales of $2.44 billion, uh, followed close behind by fraudulent cheese market of $2.8 billion. Well, at least the uh, fraudulent cheese market and the legit cheese market are kind of neck and neck as far as uh, sales go. <laughs> Parmigiano produces. That's because tried. the fake cheese is, is less expensive than the real stuff. They've uh, tried QR codes and RFID tags for tracing their product, but the process of making the cheese requires putting the wheels in a saltwater bath at 50 degrees Celsius for three weeks, and then the harsh corrosive condition degrades those tags. Mm. So the chips can withstand all that stuff, and uh, they can tell where you're getting your cheese from. First, it's cheese. Then it's like our sneakers, you know. Then it's like uh, the food we eat beyond cheese. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're being followed every every which way. All of your movements are being tracked. Yeah. See, uh, and we're good with this. You're you're okay with all that. Nobody seems to have a problem with all this stuff. We we will, as a society, trade convenience for uh, privacy. Well, it's like a perfectly good example is like the TikToks. Remember when everyone was all bugged out because uh, they thought the Chinese government was uh, you know, yeah. watching everything you're watching on TikTok? But the reality is if you're on TikTok and you're watching stupid videos all day long, what in God's name is the Chinese government going to be doing with any of that? Well, it's a collection of data. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the thing. And once they collect the data, then they can figure out what kind of person you are and what, you, what kind of things you like right. and what kind of things you hate. And next thing you know, that's they're they, manipulating reality just to to, yeah. to jack you. Yeah, and then and that's how they show you ads that you like, oh, things geez. that you uh, might be interested in. I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you know what? This stuff gives me the creeps. And then they take all that information and they sell it to another company. Yeah. Then the next thing you know, they're going to have so much information on you, they'll be able to clone you. Yeah. How about that? Right. I've seen enough science fiction films, yeah. and I've read enough... Uh, you know, posts on the internet to know that this is how but, the world works. But it's funny how we'll sit here and we'll talk about, oh my God, that's an invasion of privacy. These phones have been doing it for more than 20 years now. Yeah, but you know, I'm not going to give up my candy crush for, for a little bit of privacy. But see, that's what I'm getting at. Most people don't care when it comes down to the convenience of something. They're like, eh, all right, I'll let, my, I'll let you have all my personal information. You know why? Because we're a bunch of sh we're a bunch of sheep, you know we we've become so reliant on these machines we don't think about the negative ramifications of these things. We only think about the things that we enjoy, and the things we enjoy trump the negative things because we would much rather say, well, yeah, it's uh, it it may be tracking all of my my movements and it may be obliterating my my right to privacy, but I've got all my music stored in this thing. Yeah, I can tell what what the weather is just by looking at it. Yeah, I don't need to be. Uh, I don't need to have privacy. What, who cares about that? Who cares if everybody knows my information and not as what I do not as long I as I can keep scrolling through in, uh, through uh, through Instagram. You, I don't care about no privacy. You do have a point though, because it's like, who cares what I do? Like you know, like when I when they were going through uh, TSA uh, <laughs> when they started using those full body scanners, right? You know. Uh, where you've got to go in and put your hands up in the air and then the thing swirls around you and then you, mm -hmm. then you go out. 
uh, people were like, oh, my God, they, you know, now they have a picture of you. Now, now they have a picture. Anytime you go through that TSA thing, they have a picture. And I'm like, what would what would TSA do with the picture of a chubby man with a tiny penis <laughs> that just went through TSA that didn't have anything else on him? Well, my guess is they'll have a good laugh. Well, that's what I'm getting at. At least I'm providing laughter for people who are sitting in a booth yeah, somewhere but it's that's one- not even anywhere near that. Maybe one thing to laugh <laughs> with you as opposed to laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? I think they're laughing at. Probably laughing yeah. at you, probably laughing at me, probably yeah. laughing at most people. But yet, now we do it without any, without even arguing about it. See, I, I wouldn't be a good TSA guy because I'd be like, hey, you know what? That guy looks like a jerk. Go ahead and shake him down. Make him make him strip over yeah. in the corner. Wand that one. Yeah, yeah. Wand him. Wand her. Yeah, uh, all of them. It just you know, start pulling random people to the side, and then the people who you would think would look dangerous, you just let them go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just violate the privacy and uh, and personal space of the good looking ones. That, uh, that is that guy with the uh, bowling ball with the wick sticking out of it. Uh, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Got a hairdryer with a scope on it. That looks good. Yep, yeah, all set. Oh, but this lady with the apple juice. You can't bring liquid on an yeah. airplane. That uh, that bag that's ticking, that yeah. can just go through. But can you please turn right. and take your shoes off, sir? Yeah. <laughs> it's 823 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 and Poison with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. It's going to be a wet one today. Just a sloppy wet one out there. Mm. More uh, thunderstorms, maybe? Yes, thunderstorms as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to that. I had to order uh, I had to order pictures. It's picture day today at school. Oh, really? Yeah. My God. What a ripoff that is. You know. What <laughs> a racket. Well, I found the cheapest one, which wasn't listed on the flyer that came home from school. But I found the cheapest one was $21. And that's like two little three by fives that you get. <laughs> and like, I think a tiny wallet. One. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. I don't want to crap on photographers because I get it. It's a it's a it's a it's a business. Yeah. It's obviously people are making a living off this. Uh I think when it comes to the school one though, you're taking a little bit too much of advantage. The price is a little heavy. Yeah. It's not only the price. Think about all the uh all the school pictures that you took as a kid. Yeah. Can you say that any one of them, any one of those pictures was a good picture? No. No. Every single one that I took as a kid was absolutely dreadful. And here's the thing. We take pictures with our phones all the time. Yeah. So why do I... What is it about the school picture that you're guilted into almost doing that, even though you've, in this day and age, we all take 100,000 pictures of our kids... And either have them on our phone or put them up on social media or whatever you're going to do with them. Well, you know, that's that's the thing uh, that I don't really understand. Who Who is actually developing actual prints anymore? 
Well, I mean, because Every, everything you have is in your phone. You put it in, a, in like a, at the very least, it's right. in the cloud or in a hard drive somewhere if you want to save it. But for the yeah. most part, nobody really has any photo albums anymore. No, not really. And most of them are digital, like you just yeah. you know, kind of pointed out. You know, you send somebody to a photobucket.com or whatever. Yeah, check out my, uh, my photo uh, album. Or something like that. If you had a wedding, yeah, uh, everybody submitted pictures or something like that. You, the, you do all that stuff online. Years ago, I downloaded an, a- an app mm-hmm. where you know you you could send them pictures that you taken on your phone, and they would yeah. print them and send them to you. Yeah, but they did a horrible job every single time. Like the pictures looked terrible. Okay, yeah, you know, like it didn't have the clarity you were expecting. It's just like a real sloppy job. Listen, here's your uh, here's your uh, unethical life tip for today. Right? Yeah. You order the $21 thing. Yeah, I know it's 21 bucks, but you order the 21 bucks, and it's a small picture. But you take that to Walgreens, you can enlarge that photo oh, for yeah. like a buck. Yeah. You don't even need uh, that much money. Two bucks tops, you get a nice five by seven. See? Huh. I didn't think about that. Yeah, swindling the school photographers left and right. Yeah. I, mean, I-, I remember my parents ordering like a bunch of... of- uh, you know, pictures of me or my uh, or my sister, school yeah. pictures. But you, who are you going to gift that to? Here, here's a picture, the most horrible picture ever taken of my son, and I want you to but, have it. You know, here's what I don't get. You know, you got schools, let's say you have like a high school or even a, a, a middle school. Yes. You got photography classes. Why don't you set up a makeshift photography studio for the kids to learn about that aspect of photography, too. Hey, look, not everybody can be Annie Leibovitz, but you can be uh, Fred the picture guy for the day. <laughs> You're the guy that's good. Yeah. This place is called Grin and Barrett. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. You get it? Because, you grin, and then you bear it. Yeah, yeah, that's like the plant. There, there's really well, nobody not, at that place named Grin or Barrett. Right. Well, I mean, not not for nothing. I mean, you know, they, yeah. you know, they they do a service, and not everybody well, has. That's what act- I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, they listen for what they're doing. They do a fine job, but the fact of the matter is, it's it's the industry. It's not any individual owner of a of a of a small business. It's yeah. it's the industry. It's like, you know, okay, let's say I wanted like an eight by ten picture of my kid. Yeah, you know, I love my kid. I want to yeah. have a, a nice picture of him in the house. How much is that going to run me? Well, Probably quite a lot. Well, if you want a small three by five, it's twenty one dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but if you if, but if you really love your child, you'll yeah. be willing to pay through the nose well, for the most beautiful picture with a frame. And then they got all this other stuff you can add on to. So like, you can get a jigsaw puzzle made of your kid. Yeah, I don't know if I want that either. Yeah. And then so then I'm like, all right, well, maybe we'll just order the novelty item from the thing. You can't just order the novelty thing. You have to actually order a full package before you order any of the add-on things. Mm-hmm. And if you got, that's one kid. So let's say you spend $60 on the basic, there was like a basic package where you get like a something of everything in there. Right. But then that's two, so that's 120 bucks. That's a lot of money for a freaking picture. I'm sorry. That's just a, that's just a lot of money. Go to Walgreens, get them reprinted for cheaper. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 38. 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Technicians get up 50, get up to $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRumHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An investigation is underway after a large tree fell on a Palmer man near a campsite that resulted in his death in Vermont. According to a statement from Vermont State Police, at around 1 a.m. on uh, Saturday, uh, officers were called by Catherine Workman regarding an incident along a campsite near Somerset Road when police uh, located 33-year-old Joshua uh, Prisabin of Palmer. They found him deceased under a fallen tree at the campsite. Officials also confirmed the large tree fell onto uh, Prisabin and his fiancée uh, while there was questionable weather conditions. Authorities said the uh, death is not considered suspicious and there is no uh, concern for the public. The investigation is uh the incident is still under investigation at this time. That is uh, that is a very scary thing. Yeah. Uh, to uh, you know, I was driving. Uh, I had just gone down to the center of town on <clears throat> in Huntington on Friday night, and it hadn't started raining yet. It looked like it was going to start raining, and then as I'm driving back, like just torrential downpour and leaves and branches coming down from the trees, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh, this is where somebody's driving along and a giant tree limb comes down and uh you know causes some issues uh for the roadway so it's a pretty scary place to be you ever see that happen storm. yes i've seen a yeah, branch come down before. i have too yeah. and it's like you don't you can't possibly anticipate that that's going to happen but when it happens it's like holy smokes you got lucky or yeah. very unlucky very unlucky yeah Yeah. it's uh but i saw it it was a couple of years ago i was driving it was a beautiful day too that this giant branch fell across route 20 in russell Mm -hmm. i was like if i had just been two seconds ahead of myself that could have been on you that would have uh, fallen on the car so you never know when it's good when life's gonna throw something at you uh especially if you're at a bowling alley Police responded to a chaotic brawl in the area of Shaker Bowl in East Longmeadow on Friday night. According to the East Longmeadow Police, at around 10.21 p.m., ooh, 1021. Ooh, how about that? Rockin' Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Officers responded to Shaker Bowl for reports of multiple uh, people fighting inside of the establishment. When Officer Zachary Parimba arrived, they described the scene as absolute chaos and witnessed about 10 to 15 people fighting amongst each other while chairs and bowling balls were flying through the air in different directions. People, calm down. It's just a bowling game. You know, I uh, I read this story over the weekend, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just I find myself filled with questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about the game of bowling, which is you know for the most part fun family entertainment? What is it about that particular night of bowling well, that caused this? I mean. There's automatic scoring, so you can't say like someone's gonna, yeah. So you can't say, hey, that that was you know, give me an eight on that off the strike. You can't you you can't even argue that. Uh, You can't argue, hey, I was using that ball. They get plenty of balls at the Shaker Bowl. Plenty for everybody to use. Yes, there's balls for everybody. There's, (laughs) There's a whole wall of balls. The officer then proceeded to arrest two females who were actively raising bowling balls over their heads and throwing it at others. You got to be pretty. Aren't uh, you got to have good arm strength? It's not just about picking it up. Yeah, because a lot of people can pick it up. It's about putting it over your head and throwing it. Like, how far are you able to throw it? How do you know they were doing it over their head? Maybe they were it doing said, like a sidearm type well, of thing. Well, it said they were raising the bowling balls over their heads and throwing it. At I each other. I would throw out a shoulder if I did that. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. They're the yeah. young, spry, uh, spry young women, I guess you would call them. Uh, the off- then officer Nicholas Otteson arrived shortly after and detained another female who was an active aggressor in the fight. The East Longmeadow police uh, received assistance from Longmeadow along with the uh, East Longmeadow Fire Department to evaluate multiple p- people who were injured in the incident. Officials confirmed there were no serious injuries to any of the people involved and only sustained minor injuries. The following uh, people have been arrested that were involved in the brawl. Uh, that was a 21-year-old uh, Kaylin uh, Pindropper Padilla. Right? Okay, right. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, that would be uh, Zania. See, I got, I got I got names for them all for all of them. Zania, pocket picker. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Zania, pocket picker. I keep losing it. You know, I can't. I can't do this. It's, I was supposed to be. It was supposed to be funny, and it's not going to be funny because I can't get the stupid internet to work. Well, right listen, the, the internet's been kind of funky all morning. Um, could the, could this have been like a like a league night type of thing and? It could be. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, one team pitting against another team or like, you know, you you're waiting for someone to uh yeah, like you, you needed the pins and all of a sudden they throw a gutter ball, they can't make the seven ten split, and all of a sudden you start yelling at each other. Yeah. I would be upset about that. Because I can't think of a single thing that could go on in bowling that would cause them to be a ball throwing melee at the Shaker Bowl, which is a nice business. What did they have? would they, I wonder if they had any kind of uh night going on there. I don't know. I I, I didn't uh, see this week or you know last week's calendar of events at Shaker Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I normally get them texted to me. Shaker Bowl. They're open till midnight. Yep. On uh, Friday and Saturday nights. Yep. Yep. Uh, bowling center hours. Uh, Sunday through Thursday, eleven to eleven. They're open till eleven p.m. every night. That's right. I don't know. I just didn't. listen. They make their money on leagues. League league bowling. Uh, you know that's it's pretty intense. Yeah, I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any events listed. Hmm. But I wonder if there was like rock and bowl going on or laser bowling. I don't know. I know they do uh, the rock and bowl. The, I love the rock and bowl. Oh, I love it too. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, I think we learn here is you just don't f with the Jesus. Yeah, I know you're bringing back that whole uh, mm-hmm. uh, Big Lebowski uh, reference. Yes, that's right. But uh, I'm just I'm just happy young people are getting back into bowling. It just seems like a lost sport. And, you know, we say that, you but know? actually uh, not really. Yeah. Bowling is every bit as relevant today as it ever has been. Really? Sure. Oh. I know plenty of youngsters got their own balls, Didn't they their used, own shoes. They used to have that bowling show on uh, on 22 every Saturday. That's right. Was they it, did. Was it like a bowling for dollars kind of thing? I what think, is yeah, it? I think we had local bowling. I can't for the life of me remember who was the host. But yeah, think, wasn't it Scott Cohen? Wasn't it Scott Cohen the yes. bowling guy? You know what? Yes, yes, he was. He was the bowling guy. I wish I still had that audio of him introducing bowling. It's not in there. I think it's in there somewhere. Oh, God, Either way, I'd have to find it. Uh, well, we look. We've plum run out of time. Have we really? More, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, your Pioneer Valley Fork. It's a Monday. Nobody likes Mondays. Well, that's the truth. Uh, it's going to rain today uh, with a high of 77. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 78. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.53, almost 8.53. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy, like crappy rainy today and tomorrow. 
with a high of 77 today, 78 for tomorrow. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield. We were uh, just talking about that uh, that savage, vicious bowling melee that happened at the Shaker Bowl over the yeah. weekend where uh, several uh, young ladies were arrested for throwing balls at each other. Yeah, I never saw that happen on that Saturday morning TV show on 22 News. No, never saw it. But I did find uh, the the Scott Cohen, Cohen bowling oh. Uh, audio. Oh, please. You ready for this? Yeah, don't All hold right. back. Here we go. When the pins start falling, it's plain to see. That's Scott Cohen? No, he doesn't sing. Is that Roger Miller? Might be. The best in the valley come to bowl right here. How'd they get Roger Miller? I don't know. Apparently had some free time in his very busy schedule. He's done with the King of the Road thing. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. Here we go. Hi and good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Let's Go Bowling. I'm your host this week, Scott Cohen, our regular host, Jim Klein, down in Florida Ooh. covering the Red Sox this week. Ooh. We're coming to you from our Candlepin home in Southampton, Massachusetts, Canal Lanes. We are well into our scratch men's division tournament, and the bowlers today, first of all, our challenger, Al Johnson, who bowls out of State Bowl, and our champion, Jeff Atkins, who bowls out of the bowling center in Westfield. We'll be back with match number one. I'm waiting right for the, uh, the Hindenburg to arrive and then yeah. uh, burst in flames and then him going, oh, my God, the humanity. Yeah, I know. But that audio right there, another example of uh, Scott Cohen handing, uh, holding Jim, Co- <laughs> Jim Klein's <laughs> coat. <laughs> His coat? Is that what he was holding? <laughs> uh, it's the Jim Jim Klein Mike Rattay's coat. That's well, if, it. If anybody knows about balls, it's Scott Cohen. Oh, he's yeah, sure. Yeah, he's he, got a set of his, a set of his own. That's and, for sure. And it's like uh, you you know now it's like you go to Shaker Bowl. You're describing a UFC fight going on there on a Friday night. Honest to God, I have never. I don't think I've ever seen. And anyone even arguing at a bowling alley? I don't think, I don't think I've I ever, ever seen have, that. No, I don't think I ever have either. Maybe I've seen old guys arguing over, uh, you know, who drank the last beer out of the pitcher. But I've never seen uh, <laughs> I've never seen anybody pick up bowling balls yeah. and start throwing them around like it's a like it's a wrecking crew. I mean, think about that. I mean, you're it's multiple people involved. It's not yeah. just like two people. It sounded like they're like you know two thousand people all you know throwing bowling balls at each other this is uh this is a, it was an exciting night over there sure was well but, every night at, uh, at at a bowling alley is an exciting night think about the kind of damage you can do by just throwing a bowling ball and dropping it on the floor yeah well yeah uh, or, or throwing it at somebody yeah. imagine imagine accidentally catching a bowling ball in your sternum ouch well, didn't uh wasn't that the thing homer did wasn't didn't they tie Homer up to to shoot him with a bowling ball to the chest? I I Was believe that? so. Yeah. I believe so. Well, I'm sure they're doing that down at the Shaker Bowl down I, there. The, in the only parking lot. the only time I've ever seen a problem in a bowling alley well, that's the night that Donnie died from that heart attack. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I know you're going back to the uh, the whole Big Lebowski thing, but this happened in our backyard. Best. Yeah, I'll pay. I Imagine know that. I, yeah, I, in some ways, I kind of feel like Shaker Bowl is my hometown lane. Chicks getting so angry. Young chicks throwing bowling balls. Ladies, what could possibly be so bad between you that you'd be willing to throw 16-pound bowling balls at each other? You know, uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it involved a man mm-hmm. 
and uh, the three women were fighting over the man. I'm just saying. Yeah, you hate to think that uh, like a bowling alley may have sustained some sort of damage over a love triangle gone wrong. Yeah. But I suppose you're right. Maybe that's a possibility. Well, I I still think it's more possible if someone uh, urinated on a rug. You know, that rug really brought their room together. Was John Goodman there and... uh, did they play the Eagles? And then uh, I hate the freaking Eagles, yeah, man. Yeah, I bet, you, I bet you do. I bet you do. That's kind of how I feel when I'm sitting here. Yeah, I, I, know. That. I hate the effing <laughs> Eagles, man. Can you just turn it down? Can you turn it off? <laughs> it's eight fifty-seven with, with the Eagles coming up next. <laughs> Rock one hundred two.